the college football experience week eight preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog has just added pick them scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. <laughs> That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN and underdog fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by game time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Download the game time app, create an account. Use that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And finally, we're brought to you by hall of fame. Bats, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. No, I'm sorry. H O yeah, hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. And finally, we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor contest. Get in before Sunday. Presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter, of course. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/survivor. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash Survivor. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. I've been waiting all week. We got get we got man. It's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, that we get uh, CUSA action here. Uh, you know, every single Tuesday and Wednesday. I feel like we're finally home. We got a, a game kicking off in 17 minutes from one from one of the greatest places to catch a college football game, the Sun Bowl, uh, where we got the we got the Battle of I-10. Since 1910, hundred doozy. Yeah, you gotta love that. And they're back in the. They've been in the same conference since the 60s. So you, you got that going on. I like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. What conference was it in the 60s? Do you know? Ah, man, I did look. I did know this, but I just didn't. Uh, mm. I gotta pull that one. I, up. I looked at it earlier. I'm like curious. Earlier today. Um, but uh, I don't remember. I'm just gonna guess the the whack. Was the that was a thing? That was still a thing. Yeah, I, I feel like it was some like weird, probably some we've never, never heard of. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think look it, it up, Patty C. Let's go, um, folks. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, that's fair. My name is Kobe Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists. And lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're gonna pay for it. Good night. Yes. Oh. Oh. I mean, we got a loaded slate. I love these games on these weeknights. You know what I mean? I got I got that going on. We got Shane Beamer kicks a fucking Gatorade thing, breaks his foot. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> It just means more. It just <laughs> means more in the SEC. Oh shit! Broke my foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic story. Uh, we played uh, we played a game of football once. Pick up football, tackle football, and I, I I like to think maybe this was his way of getting out of tackle football. <laughs> but uh, friend's dad, that- definitely like a hippie from the from the sixties. Went to go play tackle football with us, and he kicked off the opening kick. <laughs> opening kick, stubs his foot on the ground before he makes contact with the ball, and then he goes, "Oh shit, broke my foot. I'm out." <laughs> Great way. I got to use that excuse. Yeah, oh shit, broke my foot. Uh, <laughs> Doing yard work or something yeah. like you know, like yeah, 
digging a hole. Oh shit, broke my foot. It's a good way to get out of something. You, you tell your right? wife, your wife tells you to go do that. Oh shit, honey, broke my foot. You know, I, I do it. Admire, you know, get, not even taking a single hit in a yeah. game of pickup football. I don't want to. I don't want to get clocked. I yeah. love how he knows it's broken instantly, even though I never saw that guy with a cast ever. Yeah. Like he's like, oh shit, broke my foot. Yeah, his like son, it's happened twenty times before. Is as uh, Becker, right? Yeah. His son, I saw his son go down a, a hill on a skateboard at forty miles an hour. <laughs> he was probably going for a good eighth of a mile down this hill, and then falls off and slides on his knees for about fifty, probably well, fifty feet. It seemed like you, I mean, it, that's not nearly as bad. I watched him. Get in a fight. And he just gets up like nothing. He laughs like Beavis. He missed a layup, like an easy layup. Yeah. And decided to punch the school. Because <laughs> the school was right, like it was outdoor. So he just said, you know what? I'm going to punch the school. Broke his hand <laughs> right away. Our nickname for him was Smoker because after like a basketball game, like we, if we were all playing pickup, after a game, like we run to get some water, some Gatorade, he'd light up a cigarette. <laughs> first, first, first thing, like I don't need water. Well, I worked for Vlade Divac, so I mean, you know, <laughs> folks, uh, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating side lad kiss stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi Let's get it going. Let's oh, get yeah. it fucking going. We're All right. My brother and I were talking, by the way, story time a little more. Not really story time, but pick up football. Imagine that in the Matthews family. Shane, Clay, oh, uh, Bruce. Bruce. It's like yeah. everyone in that family is a Hall of Famer, you know, or close to it. Imagine being on their Thanksgiving. Imagine being the uh, the boyfriend coming over, dating the daughter. <laughs> You're just, just like, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll join in. Oh, shit. He's good. That, <laughs> That's like well, I told you this story last time I played tackle football, so on Thanksgiving and I went down. My, my buddy played pro ball in uh, in in Europe, right? Yeah. So uh, he's like, dude, let's play tackle football. We're probably like 26, 27, maybe twenty eight. I don't know. Somewhere, to be somewhere, a little too old to play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, and he's friends. And this is here in L.A. And his friend was a like, so he played with some really talented guys, but a lot of Samoan dudes. Oh yeah. Oh man, one of them. One so one guy who got the ball who just completely ran me over was uh, uh, the brother of a former Miami Dolphins defensive tackle, right? Oh man, and it, 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 I was playing safety. I thought you're gonna drop uh, Fuumatu Malafala. Yeah, yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, yeah. He was Fuumatu Malafala, and I was just this little bitch in the way. And <laughs> let me tell you, man, I got ran over. Now I did make the tackle. He didn't score. Boom. But I was sucking wind, man. <laughs> I, I'm fucking vomit. I was a little hungover from the night before, but I'm saying vomiting on the sidelines. Just, I mean, that was that was the last football game I ever played in. Cause dude, that hurt for like a month. I don't know that I've ever gotten hit so hard that I vomited. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. <laughs> but Samoans have that effect. Oh yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I was bartending at the time. Like two weeks later, I was still bartending. I was like, Oh, my bones still fucking hurt from getting ran over on Thanksgiving, man. I think it's called uh, a bruised rib. Yeah. We are joined by third man in the booth, the DFS God himself, which we invite you to come play DFS with us. We have an episode dropping tomorrow morning. So folks check it out. Um, but yeah, we invite you to come play DFS. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking home brew, making tobacco road, living a free lot giving. Farmer, former Herndon basketball league MVP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up, guys? Uh, just talking old war stories. Oh shit, broke my foot. <laughs> um, we had Patty, see you missed it. We did a show. Me and NC Nick did a show on Monday. We were talking about how we would play quarterback contests and just peg oh, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of the most. It's something just, that I don't know how it got lost from this generation. From you know just our generation, people on the street with the football? friends and random people. I don't know if Patty C was like coming over to our house at that point. It, it, he the, wasn't the, on bike. He wasn't coming over to on bike, so he doesn't the, know yeah, exactly. The person would have to be riding a bicycle, like you know, down the street, ah. and he would just take aim. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, so, at first, yeah, you have to yell, you know, quarterback challenge. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's yeah, why it's fair game. Warning. That's why it's fair game. Uh, look, uh, you know, you can't call me an asshole unless I, if I did a silent quarterback. Challenge, then then I am that, an asshole. That's a dick move. Yeah, yeah. true dick move. <laughs> You're yelling out quarterback challenge, and then you just throw up, you know, 
a ball. Throw a bullet. We're like thirty yards head. away too. So I mean, yeah. like you it, give them a second yeah. and a half to yeah. react. Yeah. You know, figure out what the hell you're talking and about. They can and they catch they the ball right. and keep going. We never have a football ever again. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but <laughs> never happened. But <laughs> cowards, you know. We obviously our neighborhood. We didn't have a lot of receivers in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> um. Anyway, folks, week eight is here. Uh, and I, I mean, this is just a loaded slate. Um, can we talk for a second about these ridiculous rankings? I want, I want you guys to make sense of this to me. I just a uh, database top 25 is out. I have to put it out on the podcast form, but it's out on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. So, so I'm just a little confused here guys. Um, Notre Dame is six and two. They were down 20 to Louisville. Right, ten days ago, in the fourth. Now they buttered it up, made it thirteen with like ten seconds left or whatever. Right? Yeah. Notre Dame is six and two. Louisville is twenty-one. I'm sorry. Notre Dame six and two at number fifteen. Louisville is twenty-one at six and one. What in the fuck are we doing? Louisville's played more Power Fives. Has one less loss. One less loss and just beat them by basically twenty points. Uh, this is why it's a sham. This is, is why sham. you need a large playoff because they'll never respect. They'll never give the proper respect where we can trust this. Yeah. This system sucks. You need a large enough playoff. I'm not talking 12 larger to cast because <laughs> this is bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. And it happens like this all the time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I pay zero attention to rankings. So this is my first time looking dude, at these, you know, but, in a couple of years probably, but yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. And I sense Patty sees right here. The one other glaring weakness here is that JMU is not in the top 25. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, there's so much stupid shit, but, but, but the reason why I mentioned this is I know we like to, the, we know the ratings are a joke, but this costs schools money. This is a million dollar machine here. If you're higher ranked, more people come there. What you know what I mean? Like it you is can bullshit. Negotiate. You get yeah. more, uh, more, more, there's more fan interest. There's yeah. more viewers on TV. Yeah. This is absolute bullshit, man. It, it's, and it's like, who's voting. They should have to answer to this because it's like, who the fuck put them? You should have to have like a security guard watch you watch 12 hours of football because I, I don't understand how, how you, 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 Get this from this. You know what I mean? Like it, it some sounds of like these it's are, a rigged system, huh? It is. It's rigged. This is like a fucking. This is like a third world ele- election. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. It's just. Man, maybe it maybe happened here. This is like a first world election, right? <laughs> That's right. That's true. <laughs> Arizona, yeah. freak out. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, folks, uh, look, we should have a recount. We we should demand a recount. In, uh, who is football. voting for that? Who the fuck did they not watch the game last week? Did they not watch the game last week? This is 10 days ago. This yeah. isn't week one. This well, is 10 fucking it, I, days ago. The three yeah. of us watch a lot more football than 85, 90% of the people that vote on that. So whether, whether it's the AP or the coach, well, maybe matter. we create a system where the people that watch the games can properly rank the fucking teams. Then because I, I, think, I think, I think the three of us should yeah. personally, I've said that forever. TCE top 25. Let's and the JMU not in the top twenty-five. They've won more road wins than any team in the whole top twenty-five. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. They have a better resume than Georgia. Georgia's got one win over a team over five hundred. Oh, that's the other thing too. I mean, is it, it, it? They're not looking at it this year. They must be looking at the last two years. Because yeah, what has Georgia done? Well, to let, yeah, let, let me push back a little bit. Georgia has whooped a lot of teams' asses this year. Yes. JMU has they just squat, they played did, some pretty tight games. A one score game with Vanderbilt. <laughs> well, what it ended up being like a three score game, right? No, uh, the sixteen, right? Is that sixteen, seventeen, somewhere in there. Anyway, look, Georgia's pretty damn JMU good. JMU has actually been up double digits every game of the season. Yeah, they have you know been way out in front. Those scores are a little deceptive, but anyway, jo- dude, yeah, jo- JMU's JMU resume belongs. is JMU better belongs. than jo- Georgia's resume right now. Who does JMU belong over though in the top twenty-five? Uh, like everybody. They're at number twenty-six right now, and <laughs> they both have more the coaches and dude, the AP. They have more road wins than every. They they deserve to be in the top ten. Bold statement, bold statement. I just feel like uh, maybe you want to beat another ranked team, you know, and ranked. That would be. I just told you the rankings are a fucking joke. Well, look. All right, we maybe on a computer metric. I don't want to overhype. The boys here, but again, 
winning close games against uh, close games. They just blew out Georgia Southern. They did rock Georgia Southern. They were up twenty eight on Utah State. Yeah, they were rocking South Alabama. Who? Well, what are these close games you speak of? Well, they they let them back. <laughs> they, they, it's not it's not the voters' fault that you know it is the fault that they aren't watching the game. Yes, but it's not their fault that the final score looks pretty damn close in a lot of things. Uh, I mean, they, they did shit? hold off Troy. Troy had a, an opportunity to win that game. TCU was winning close games last year. They were in the top ten. Why is Miami still receiving votes in both polls? Absolutely, dude. They Miami? were ranked. They were ranked last week after they lost to, to Georgia Tech uh, over JMU. Yeah, unfucking believable. It tells you everything. Unfucking believable. This is a, it is the shittiest system. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I could I could dig deeper. Oregon is ahead of Oregon State. Why? Oregon's best win is against Colorado. Oregon has one win against a team over five hundred. And that is the Colorado Buffaloes, four and three, right? Oregon State's only beaten oh five and one Utah, four and two UCLA. Fuck you, voters! You know, you know what yeah. the worst part about all this is? Okay, the AP is kind of like uh, what Ring Magazine. It it all it really does is track the lineal champion. Yes, you have. Does lost. Ring Magazine still still exist? <laughs> it still exists, and as a matter does of it? fact, it's probably the most respected. Uh, you know, I guess determiner of champions in boxing because all these what are the alphabet belts kind of just are corrupt or whatever. You know, they're, they're not recognizable. There's too many of them. Whereas Ring Magazine is basically the AP. They're like, all right, yeah. we're, we are who we are. We're, we're do we do it our way. Whoever beats who, you know, is the champion. Yeah. Uh, even if they're ducking people left and right, and it happens in boxing too. But uh, college football has a committee. That is the authority, kind of like uh, you know Dana White has for the UFC, and yet in the UFC, I'm pretty sure it's just like there, there's no like reports of corruption. You fight who you have to. There's a system to it, and th there's a lot of transparency. Whereas in college football, we're what eight nine years into this playoff, we still don't know what criteria leads. Yeah, they to move the goalposts. They move ranked. the goalposts yeah. nonstop. How about this one? How about this one here? Louisville number twenty one, Tennessee seventeen, Tennessee. Has one win over a team that's five hundred, and they're they're not they might not even be five hundred. They're Texas A and M four and three. Their second best win is UTSA without both teams didn't have their starting quarterback, right? UTSA's three and three. Meanwhile, meanwhile Louisville has they they, they lost a pit. Who, who they whatever they've played double the amount of Power Fives as Tennessee. They won yeah. against Notre Dame by by double digits. I don't think this is your best argument because Pitt what? sucks. Tennessee's Tennessee's got nothing on their resume that says they're good. Absolutely agree, nothing. I'm just not getting behind this because of how they lost to Pitt. You know, uh, I don't know. Let's jump into some games here. Yeah. We all these Tennessee lost by double year. digits well, at Florida. Well, let, let yeah. me say, Notre Dame doesn't get up. Uh, punished because they were on a grind and they finally hit their limit of, you know, and they got beat by Louisville. The grind was too hard for them. Louisville was on a similar grind. That's what I'm saying. And they finally lost. They the played week. more. Louisville played the most power fives right Louisville now. Gets you stop the season. Louisville's played the most power fives. They've played double a lot of other teams. So what they lose and it really hurts them. But for other teams, it doesn't hurt them. What's what's the sense behind this? It doesn't no, make any no sense. To it. I mean, we could talk about this every week, every year. Oh, we have. You know, these polls time, are but... a complete sham. <laughs> yeah, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. I don't even understand how Tennessee's ahead of Missouri. Missouri, Missouri has beaten Kansas State, who's four and two. Missouri's beaten Memphis, who's four and two. Missouri just won at five and one Kentucky, but Tennessee's ahead of Missouri. Missouri's it's only loss. They it's had, all fucking. They had LSU dead to rights too. And uh, you know, basically shit the bed right at the end. I can't deal with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh we're right now we got the airport. They're tied 10-10 against Sam Houston State at the Bear Claw down there in Huntsville, Texas. Um, Guys, I do like what Nathan Haynes says in the chat. Says there will be zero tolerance for Patty C slander this evening. I, I, I forget the go. guy's name from last week, uh, but I, I don't think he's popped his head in the oh, chat. It's, so uh, it's uh, Josh P. Or Josh something, P. Or? I yeah. think Josh yeah. Pate came on our show. That's that's my theory. <laughs> Josh Pate is a hater. Yeah. He's probably out there just catching strays. Uh, I don't know who you are, Josh P. But fuck you. <laughs> I'll try and see, give you some some more see, stats. Malcolm, you're not looking at this. I'm not. I, I'm not saying what might happen. Like okay. <laughs> If Louisville played Tennessee, I might even take Tennessee. But based on resume, 
I don't understand how they can have that. I don't understand how they can have that. So I'm not trying to do anything, but look at the resume. Louisville has beaten more power fives than every school in the nation. There's no, there's no hiding that there is a feather in your cap. Let's go. Let's fucking go. All right. Um, all right. Let's Again, go. we should have like very clear criteria by this point at, about what a good win is, how much, uh, how much well, it's valued. Well, there on. should be a point system. That's you, what beat, you beat the number one team in the country. That is the number one team in the country that like the, the current week that is worth a hundred points. That, that, you but, beat Patty, a number. but the problem is then Condoleezza rice can't put in the bigger name schools. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is what, this is a perfect example though, is Miami loses to Georgia tech. They stay in the top 25 Louisville beats Georgia tech. And it means nothing. <laughs> it means ab- Louisville beats Indiana and Notre Dame beats Notre Dame by more points than Ohio state did. And apparently it means nothing, but for Ohio state, those wins count yeah. for Ohio state. Those wins count Ohio for state's Louisville. A, they don't count a hair away yeah. from being the number one team in the country here. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. This is a fucking joke. Get a large playoff. It needs to be way more than twelve. All right. So fucking joke. All right. Let's okay. go. Next uh, year will be better than this year. Baby steps. True. Baby steps. True. Uh, all right, folks. Let me get, get ready for week eight. All right. Uh, I want to tell you that the college football experience week eight previews brought to you by SGPN Second Chance Survivor and NFL Gambling Podcast. Look, you're already knocked out of your Survivor. You don't need to lie to us. Tell us your, you know, football. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm still in my Survivor. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, look, don't worry. We got you covered. SGPN's got that second chance survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and bark and dog properties. All right. $3,000 up for grabs. Winner take all starts this weekend. Get in before Sunday. Sign up now. Sports slash survivor. That's sports slash survivor. We're also brought to you by the NFL gambling podcast. Yeah. Look, the NFL podcast guys are doing a review contest. Leave an Apple Podcast review with your favorite touchdown related bet for this upcoming weekend. And the biggest winner will get a $50 SGPN gift card. Make sure you uh, include your user or your YouTube username in the review so we can't, uh, you know, or so we can contact you essentially. Um, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. All right, go five for five and pick up Scorchers and enjoy a spicy. Hundred times payout, yeah. And for a limited time only, Underdog is uh, extending their first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. Once again, hundred thousand dollars Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win ten k each. So watch along, make picks, maybe make a little extra cash over at Underdog's mobile app or website, UnderdogFantasy.com. Personally, I like the Rice Owls. I think they're a live dog at H.A. Chapman Stadium. As you see, they're trying to beat the, uh, the, 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 the beer championship record or some shit. Uh, when you sign up with the promo code SGPN at underdog fantasy, uh, underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's underdog fantasy promo code S G P N. All right. We are back on the college football experience. And what was that beer contest they're doing here at H a Chapman stadium Thursday night beer contest. I mean, I, I'm finding the tweet here for you. I'm finding it uh, real quick. Uh, the battle of the I 10 uh, uh, UTEP was in, or New Mexico state was in the border intercollegiate athletic association. Oh, it was a border wow. battle, the border battle uh, <laughs> conference, yeah, border battle. favorite conference. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. New Mexico state who was fucking 11 and 0. Uh Arizona, Arizona state, UTEP, West Texas state and Hardin Simmons. I have no idea who that is, but, but that is West the border Texas battle conference. State. Yeah. West Texas state. No, that's, conference. that's like the Permian Panthers, yeah. Midland League. That's beautiful. That's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Give us that conference. Um, uh, look, Tulsa will attempt to set the Guinness book of world records, uh, largest beer tasting event before Thursday's game at H a Chapman with the rice owls, each participant required to taste three beers as they are uh, guided by a certified, uh, uh, current uh, Barcelona, Spain, current round. Uh, it's a fucking whole. There's a whole paragraph. There's a whole paragraph. Doesn't quite sound as badass as uh, you made it out to be at first. You know, I, I think the beer snake for the uh, DC uh, XFL team sounds cooler. Than that. That's the real beer drinking contest right there. Yeah. Can we get this thing to 
fall out of the stadium. It sounds like a bullshit made up record, right? Well, well, well yeah. I didn't catch it. Say it again. I didn't even finish beer yeah. tasting. It's like, come on. What, everyone sips the beer at once. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're not here to taste the uh, beer. Mardi Gras would We're fuck here that to up. taste the yeah. alcohol. That's a, fr- that's a Tuesday in Greenville, North Carolina. Get a beer tasting in El Paso, Texas. No, that was in Tulsa. Oh, okay. Got but in El Paso. Sorry. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Still in Tulsa. I don't think. Uh, come on. Yeah. They I drink. don't know. They let's drink. go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to games. I'm sick of talking about all this bullshit. All right. Uh, well, first, I guess we should ask uh, Patty C if JMU is going to. We, we, me and NC Nick already covered the weekday games, but JMU is a three and a half point favorite at Marshall. Huge Sunbelt game Thursday night. You know, JMU's never beaten Marshall. <laughs> Dude, you have to be everything. very nervous about this game. Marshall has played great football in spurts this year. I think the ODU score is deceptive. Uh, who is who's the uh, ODU running back that had like 11 carries for 270 yards? Uh, look, maybe the big play will be there for JMU in the running game because of that. Let's hope so. Uh, meanwhile, we're facing Rashin Ali. I want to say he's like number 12 or 15 in the country in rushing. However, I will say Callaway, this. I think his name was right. Callaway Callaway yeah. went off yeah. on them. And, but when Marshall needed to, they plowed through and came back and scored like 21 or 28 points in a row. So Marshall's a good team. I'm worried about them. We identified that as a problem spot, especially coming off of Georgia Southern. If JMU got the revenge, maybe their focus was more on Georgia Southern who ruined their perfect season last year. And Marshall is waiting, waiting to capitalize on their letdown. But I'll say this. Uh, Rasheen Ali, pretty good runner. However, the nation's leading rusher right now is Kamani Vidal from the Troy Sassoon. Yeah, that's Vidal Sassoon. That's right. From the Troy Trojans, uh, 951 yards uh, thus far in the season. However, against JMU, 27 rushing yards. <laughs> that is why I know me and NC Nick already covered this, but since it's Patty sees Dukes, I'm locking it up. Lay the three and a half. The line's telling you. I think I it's a bad say, matchup for Marshall. What's that? JMU has the number one defense in the nation. Only oh, rushing 40, defense. Uh, I'm sorry, rushing defense. Only allowing 42.8 yards per game on the ground. And you know what Marshall can't do? Throw the ball. Yes. <laughs> that a does bad well. matchup for the Thunder and Herd. All right. I know, I know the Joan gets lit. Like there's a first time for everything. Patty C might eventually get laid and JMU might be able to beat Marshall. You might have to go to Huntington, West Virginia to get laid. No, I'm joking. I wonder, uh, I wonder, I mean, West Virginia, I will say I only went out to Morgantown one time for a college visit was that close by for the strip clubs. when we first turned 18, but uh, talking about the horseshoe. Yeah. The golden horseshoe. Yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, establishment. Yes. Yes. Right across the border. But um, yeah. That was a uh, insane. That was a border battle. <laughs> West Virginia, Morgantown is freaking insane. But Huntington, Huntington's got to have some some vibes like that too, oh, of right? Of course, you're up there, partying your ass yeah. off. That could be a worry for. Uh, but I would love to be there for the after party. JMU and uh, Marshall kids getting together. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we should be at that game once we get the jet going. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's jump. Enough of this nonsense. I just wanted to. We we already talked. If you want to go talk about any of the the, the rice. Tulsa game. That's on the episode me and Nick did on Monday. We talked about the weekday game. Same with the Temple SMU boring ass snoozer, as well as a couple <laughs> FCS Thursday games uh that we tackled. Uh that's on Monday's show. So go back, go back and listen to that one. But right now, it's time to uh it's time to hop into the the, the real thing here. Boston College at Georgia Tech, week eight, noon, slate. <laughs> I know guys, one of the, one of these teams is going bowling. They're both three and three. We got a rubber <laughs> match here. Um, this is a Bobby Dodd and Georgia techs laying four and a half. This game goes, the series goes back to 1972. Georgia tech has a three game lead. Patty C is four and a half too much against Jeff Halfley. Who's coaching for his job. Vegas. I feel like they have a good feel on this one. Uh, Georgia tech has been the hotter team lately, obviously. Um, but Boston College is sneaky. Still a long trip. I'm gonna roll with the uh, the hot hand here and take the jackets to cover four and a half. Wow, I'll take the points. Anything over a field goal, I'm taking. Give me, give me the Eagles in Atlanta. NC Nick, what are you doing here? There's a handful of really good noon Eastern time games, and this one isn't one of them. 
surprised you started off with this one, but I kind of agree with Colby. Anything more than a field goal is too much. And talk about the hot hand. Boston College has actually won two in a row. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Some longest winning streak they've had since Doug Flutie. That was UVA and Army 27 24. Both of those Solid games. wins. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm sleeping on. Uh, Remember last I'm, time Georgia Tech played a home game, Bowling Green came in there and beat the piss out of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling mighty confident with this minus four. You know, and a half. I, you know what? You guys just swayed me. Because, oh, there, there we, we go. go. I'm not locking it. No, but, but still. No, it, no. It's easy to see a tide turn. Look, NIU, <laughs> it, it turns out to be decent. Three point overtime loss by Boston College there. Florida State is sitting there, what? Still a top five, six team in the country. That was a two point loss. And Louisville on the road is a pretty uh, understandable loss. Oh, now you're giving that one credit. That's another thing. They give Florida State credit for beating Boston College, but when Louisville beats Boston College, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Didn't happen to you. I think Florida State catches some flack from playing that game close. Although they Louisville didn't lose in the rankings. That's true. They're still sitting there. So I'm saying they gave pretty. them credit yeah. for beating BC. They didn't do that with Louisville. Right. Or at least they didn't take it's anything fucking away nonsense. from them. Yeah. Um Anyway, g- give me the Eagles there on the road. Uh, game, I mean, the noon slate is pretty fire, huh? Mainly because you got a couple classics here. Penn State. So, mm. what if they, you know, who, who cares if Ohio State's won 10 of 11? <laughs> <laughs> they call this a rivalry game in State College. In Columbus, I think they just call it a, a game, right? Oh, they love playing yeah. down this rivalry. Uh, the series dates back to 1912, folks. 1912. Ohio State has a nine-game lead, and they really got that lead well by winning ten of the past eleven. Um, Ohio State's laying four and a half. Franklin, don't fuck me over here. Penn State plus four and a half. I'm a little nervous on Franklin because remember that year we were watching at the bar, Saquon Barkley. Like Penn State should have won that oh, game. They have found ways to lose oh, against Ohio State. They have collapsed yeah, they, like a lawn chair, man. Like yeah. just really botched this. Now the block punt was finding a way to true. win. Very true. Block kick. Block yeah. yeah, field goal. But um but mostly they have been in a good position against Ohio State and let it let it get away. Yeah. Penn State's the better team. Penn State. I'm wondering what side Patty sees on. I'm all over Penn State. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I think they're a much better team. Ohio State has obviously come around considerably in the last few weeks. It's and so they're a much more uh, dangerous. The Maryland team. game, I thought, set them back a little bit from my expectation. I was like, wait, Maryland. I know they ended up covering for us, but we got very fortunate to cover that game. That was not a. That was not the Purdue game. I was impressed, but the Maryland game, I was like, I think uh, I was on Maryland, so I was not fortunate in that no. one. Okay. Um, well, a couple of things, guys. First off, I'm going Ohio State. I'm going Buckeyes. Now history is on my side. Franklin is one and eight versus Ohio State, zero and four on the road, <laughs> and only one of those four games was a one-score loss. But that's history. That that has no bearing on on this week, right? Well, and all those didn't didn't he have really good quarterback play? Didn't yeah, we yeah. have come court, coming that? along, coming well, along? That's the next point I want to talk about. Drew Aller or Alar on the road because he's had two road trips uh, this year against Northwestern and the Illini. Not good teams. And his completion percentage in those two games is a combined 51 and a half percent. And he only has, well, he has less than 200 yards per game passing only one touchdown in those two games. So he has not played stellar football on the road and those environments is not the horseshoe. And I think Jim Knowles, a very good defensive coordinator in year two has Ohio state actually playing defense for the first time. Now I see I'm on board sort of. I happen to think almost every offense, with the exception of Western Kentucky, which he did hold till ten. I can't, I can't put a lot of faith in Indiana's offense or Notre Dame's offense or Youngstown State's offense or Maryland, Maryland as a football team, or (laughs) you know what I mean. So, I, I, I get your point. They look a lot better, and Jim Knowles is good. Yeah, true. My last point is that it's hard to to start a season seven and zero ATS, and Penn State right now is six and zero ATS. There's maybe there's some aggression. I got Ohio State at home. I'm with D. Bettis. I'm with Rob Donaldson. Lay the points, and I'll lock up Ohio State, and we'll do a little <laughs> lock battle here. Yeah, Let's I'll lock. I'll lock Penn State with I'm you. Lo- yeah, there we All go. Right. There well, we well, go. Look, I actually Hello, expect Penn to State to physically dominate Ohio State. Physically dominate them. We got a lock battle in Columbus to start things off. 
Pick Dundee on the Penn State Nittany Lions. NC Nick rolling with the filthy Buckeyes. Let's talk about Ohio State's performances thus far. Uh, took a while to pull away from Indiana. Nice, nice twenty-three on the board. I'm sure you're not you're not concerned about their offense. <laughs> Youngstown yeah. State winning by twenty-eight is not that impressive. Uh, they did blow out Western Kentucky. That was okay. Nice performance. Should have lost to Notre Dame. If Marcus yeah. Freeman wasn't an idiot, <laughs> ten players, multiple plays on the yeah. final. <laughs> they, they beat Notre Dame uh, against Maryland. It takes them three quarters, three yeah, full that quarters. Was Maryland to, beating themselves. You yeah. get the f- you're fucking killing me, man. So and yeah. then up until last week, Ohio no, State they look great last week. Still though. huge question marks. Yeah, and then they they blast Purdue on the road. Nice win, but. Are well, we, we having too short be, of a memory we knew here? They were going to be a work in progress this year. You know, the best version of the Buckeyes of two, of 2023 wasn't going to be week one, two, or three. Sure. So I think they're getting better, and I think just that that home field environment, that place is going to be rocking. And it seems to me like almost everybody's on Penn State. So I, I love taking Ohio State at home here. No, the, uh, Ohio State always gets public money, man. Just because you heard a couple people say it, come on. That is a big spread for Penn. When was the last time Penn State beat Ohio State by four and a half points? No, Penn State's getting four and a half, buddy. That's what I'm saying. Well, Ohio State's Ohio State can win by a field goal. Wow, I had that read wrong. Of course. Wow, I thought thought Penn State would fucking sound like an idiot. We're still good. Shit, Josh P is gonna pop up. Yeah, he's gonna (laughs) roast me. I was under the assumption that uh, I I read that wrong earlier in the week. That uh, I thought Penn State was favored by no, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 31 28. Even if Ohio State wins 31 28, we cash. And NC Nick sits there and and, and mops up a bunch of tears. Boom. You know what I mean? Boom. All right. uh, Next up. Commander, first installment of the Commander in Chief. We got this is awesome. This is this is a this is a great game. I know NC Nick hates this game. I love it every year. And uh, this is why I say the 9 a.m. slate's great. It's not because of Boston College, Georgia Tech, one of AC one of Nick's ACC games he tries to sprinkle on us. It's good football, guys. Uh, Air Force at Navy. Air Force. Some say they're just this is a they're on another game. level here. But they are without Zach Larrier, their their starting quarterback. He's out now. They go to Annapolis to take on Brian. And look, this is the first installment of the Brian Newberry uh, Navy midshipmen, folks. Let's keep the locks going. Oh, you're on Navy. I already bet this at eleven. It's ten and a half right now, but I say sprinkle the money line plus three twenty. Navy's defense is legit. Air Force going to the backup quarterback. These these games are always the totals thirty four. You're getting a, you're getting ten and a half, eleven. The totals thirty four. What are you doing? It Jump on in. It is quite tempting. Uh, number one, thirteen ten a year ago. Air Force won by three. Yeah, I that's mean, what's going to happen. These games are always super close. I want to see where Navy's defense is and how they handle the uh, the running game because um, love this rivalry. Ooh, why you pull that up? Eighty-six defensively. 86. Ooh. Ooh, not against great. the run. Who? Navy. It's because they played Notre Dame. Yeah, I guess that's Air sweet. Force hasn't played a power five. One of six games. Those stats are distorted. <laughs> well, last week Navy's uh, streak of nine games winning by double digits ended. Even though they still won, granted it was, they were pretty fortunate to win that. You mean Air but Force? Now, Air Force, not Navy. I'm sorry, Air yeah. Force. Jeez, I'm, yeah. I'm drinking. Uh, and so, but they, they still won 11 in a row now. But I, I think it, what it came down to is hearing that Zach Larrier, the quarterback for Air Force, is out indefinitely. That swayed me to go Navy in the home dog. I think it's too many points. This game's awesome. That Wyoming Air Force game was awesome last week. One of the best games of the, of the Saturday slate last week. Wasn't that, that was great? phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you guys are both right. I think Navy is kind of, kind who's of locking it up. Don't be coward. I'll lock it. Ah, lock there it. we it. go. Sink ships, loose lips, sink ships. What Something that like that in this context. <laughs> I don't know. Navy sink ships, right? <laughs> Their own. No, they're out there battling people, sinking ships. You know I feel I mean? like sinking ships would be bad for Navy. Really? Well, not, think- not if they're sinking other yeah. countries ships, not they're sinking Maybe Russian U-boats. Maybe maybe you never heard about WW2, buddy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now they're fighting the Air Force. Right? Eh, whatever. You don't want to sink a ship. Yeah, metaphorically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's not look too deep yeah. into this metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, don't worry here. All right. You're fine. Take the points. All right, but another game I'm intrigued by that I think this let's just keep the locks going. 
Call me Mike Loxley. Oh wow, three in a row. See what she did there. This oh, line. This is, might be a new record. This line is off. UCF's getting 19 and a half in Norman against Oklahoma. Get the fuck out of here. Give me the points and UCF all day here. UCF's coming off a bye. You got Gus Malzahn. He's going to dial up some crazy shit. I think Reese Plumley's finally going to be back after missing a few weeks. Yeah. You got John, John Reese Plumley coming back. It's big dick energy. Patty Seals <laughs> loves that. It, or the as Desmond Howard says, big, big Phoenix energy. <laughs> So awkward. <laughs> That's kind of awkward. <laughs> I mean, both teams are coming off a bye, so UCF gets healthy. But the good thing about Oklahoma is that, you know, if they played a game right after that big Texas win, then it will be let down city. But having the bye in between, I mean, they're clearly the better team, but not by this many points. I'll, I'm, I'm going to side with Colby, but I'm not going to lock it because that UCF defense is pretty trash. Yeah. I mean, sure. <clears throat> Too many points, buddy. You got to lock it up. That's I'm just- not going to lock it. Here's a little respect. Here's a little concern. UCF and Cincinnati both have the same thing where they gain way more yardage than they score points. The UCF number uh, four in the yardage uh, offensive yardage gain standpoint, total yards, but 27th in points scored. Still, if you are moving the ball halfway through the season, fourth in the nation, that is a lot of points to be uh, dogs by. So I'll I'll lean UCF. They're not going to take it. Not going to lock it. Couple of cowards over uh, here I'm doing a show with. Oh, uh, a pretty damn good football team. In fact, also, <laughs> I, w- I would love to go back episode by episode and see how many times you've taken a shit on Oklahoma. Well, you are the slowest to warm up to no, Oklahoma. No, no, no. And for God knows why. I mean, they are leaving the Big no, Twelve. No, 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 no. Someone talked about this in the chat, and I went to correct them. Uh, I was on Oklahoma minus the points against Arkansas State. I was on Oklahoma minus the points against Tulsa. That was actually a lock of mine. Uh, then I took uh, SMU in the points. I believe I lost that one, right? Since I took Cincinnati in the points, that was a push. I took Iowa State in the points, that lost, and then I took Texas. Uh, well, Oklahoma is another one of the the four last teams in the nation that has that has covered every game six and ATS. How about this too? Oklahoma has played the least Power Five opponents out of anyone in college in, of, of the Power Five schools. They've only played three. Yeah. Once again, Louisville has played double the amount of. Uh, it is easier to get up against uh, inferior opponents. However, Oklahoma, according to ESPN's FBI, I thought I had this pulled this uh, pulled up, has the number one uh, resume in all of college football. <laughs> That's a joke. That's the dumbest system ever. <laughs> That's a stupid system. It's still, it's gotta be somewhere Hit the in the lead on that page right now. <laughs> Hit the lead. And who, it, who did that page? Uh, yes. We need them on the show right now That's to right. speak for themselves. ESPN analytics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, analytics just happen to have millions of dollars invested in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is a UCF all day. You know what? And I hate to do this guys. And I, this was not by design. I don't have a thousand locks Four in a row. I do. Wow. Well, if uh, Tulsa has the record for the largest beer tasting, I think Colby has a record for the most locks in a row. It just happens to be in a row. Uh, there's a big dry spell after this. It's going to get like the Sahara. Uh, but uh, look, Mississippi State is getting six points in Fayetteville. I think Mississippi State's a terrible football team. I think Sam pulled pork Pittman in Arkansas are better than what people think. I'm laying the six. Here's That's- where I join you. Oh, there we go. Double lock. Do we get a triple lock, Patty C? No, you don't. Um, but well, it great is close. high low spot. It's close because I also, do think Will Rogers questionable. Sorry, Patty. No, no. Go ahead. Um, look, I, I do think uh, Mississippi State has struggled this year. I think Arkansas is better than their record indicates. Way better than the record indicates. Obviously, last week's game against Alabama suggests that. Um, yeah, six points is. It, wait, the game's in Fayetteville. Yeah, come on, lay it, lay it, triple lock, triple lock. Fine, let's do it. Have a little All fun. Right. I gotta twist his arm over here. All right. Uh folks, you know what time it is. True, we got a triple lock going on. Play that. So, Arkansas minus six. Uh, look, Rocket Sanders is out, but I don't care. They could have missed most of the year. Yeah. They're getting this. They're getting this done. They're getting this done. 
Uh, we got, and, and by the way, I should, I should note that uh, UCF Oklahoma is the first ever matchup Mississippi state and Arkansas. That series goes back to 1916 and Arkansas Ooh. has a four game lead four game, just four games. Um, well, I mean, uh, uh, stop this real quick. Sorry. KJ Jefferson, um, you know, tied for top 18 in the nation uh, passing touchdowns, having a good year, but it, it brought to my attention, looking at the stats uh, and granted, we're only halfway through the year, but are people way more effective, like completing passes this year in college football than they ever have been? Uh, or is it just me? Because I think it's just you. I want to say that there are currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen players throwing over seventy percent completion percentage. Whereas last year there were only two at the end of the season. Well, Maybe. that's well, fair, but at I, the end of the season, yeah, too. I was about to say conference play. Like I said, so Oklahoma just played three Power Fives, and one of them is a Power Five that just got caught up. So you could make the argument two Power Fives. Yeah. Um, uh, you got a lot of light scheduling. You know, the second toughest yeah. opponent for Georgia is probably Ball State. You know what I mean? There, like you can true. go there one will by be one slippage, yeah. but still, it's it's it seems like there are a ton of dudes completing an extremely high percentage of passes this year. Um, KJ Jefferson having a pretty good year himself. I don't know what made me go into that segue. Anyway, triple Let's lock, go. triple lock, triple lock. Uh, the Memphis Tigers are four and two, and they're heading to Penetrobe Stadium take on Trent Dilfer. Come take my players. We lose. We give up 50 every week, but come take my players. All right. Uh, folks, this is the battle of the bones battle for the bones series goes back to 1984. Memphis though has a 25 game lead <laughs> dominance, but uh, I know if you, if you ask them, welcome to UAB, if you, you know, shout out to welcome to UB longtime fan. This is the, the game. He was super excited to see back on the schedule because they hold animosity towards the Memphis Tigers. Memphis is laying six and a half at Penetrobe. You know what? Give me Trent Doe for plus six and a half. Do I feel good about it? Not at all. I ate shit on Trent Dilfer last week. <laughs> Patty C, what are you doing here at Penetrobe? Trent Dilfer is making us all eat a little shit right now. That was a super <laughs> impressive performance. Uh, I hate to fade him. Memphis, meanwhile, uh, has played pretty impressive football too. Six and a half seems like too many points. I'm going to lean Memphis right now. I love this spot for Memphis. M- Memphis is favored by six or, and a half, buddy. Man, God, yeah. I'm reading this fucking all wrong. Uh, going on the score app, you know, new new system here trying yeah. to. Trying yeah. to trying to Memphis favored by six and a half. No, then in that case I will lean UAB. There you go. I and, I disagree. I'm gonna lock Memphis. I think this is a great bounce back spot. They were up 21-10 against Tulane. Tulane is a top 25 team because we all care about the uh, top 25 ranking so much. <laughs> Memphis was in that game. They were going back and forth. Memphis is a much better team than UAB. We saw UAB against UTSA last week with 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 Frank Harris back. They lose by 21. That's a hard I place like, to I, win though. Uh, true, but I yeah. like the bounce back spot for Memphis. I'm gonna lock this up for Memphis. Well, here's the thing: is UAB gave Tulane a game, man. But let's 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 go. NC Nick locking up the Memphis Tigers. Would you say Memphis gave Tulane a game too? Both both they of were them up gave. 21-10. Uh, the same situation. Well, you can make the same case for UAB, I believe. Let me pull that up. But I believe UAB was and that and that was at Tulane. UAB was winning in this late second half. I know that at least like beginning of fourth quarter. UAB was up uh, twenty to seven mid second quarter. Yeah, and they were still also, they were, no that, they had the lead with three minutes left in the uh, in the third quarter. So there's that. But that win over USF isn't looking as good now anymore either. True. Very true. Uh one thing's for sure: UAB's defense isn't very good. Uh, they haven't given up less than 35 in the last six weeks. So expect uh, Memphis, Memphis fireworks to get off at Penetrobe. Yeah. Western Michigan. We got Maxion on a Saturday heading to Ohio, Ohio, man, Nathan Rourke. And these are the breaks. I'm pumping the brakes on fucking promoting you. You know what I mean? Um, that offense just doesn't look right. The defense is good. Yeah. This series goes back to 1939 and get this. The Broncos have a four game lead on the Bobcats. Uh, Ohio's laying 17. I went back and forth on this one, but give me the 17. I don't know. Nah, yeah, give me, give me the 17. Nick, what are you doing here? I went back and forth too. I mean, Western Michigan might only be two and five, but I've, I've actually been impressed, you know, in year one under a brand new head coach. 
but the fact that Ohio lost last week and the fact that they're at home and that defense is playing really good. I went ahead and laid the points, but I'm, I'm states. I'm, I'm yeah. Not, not going anywhere near this game. Yeah. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Patty. See, what are you doing here in, in Athens, Ohio? I think you guys are a little partial to your boys in, uh, in Athens. Um, even though look that uh, uh, Iowa state win earlier this year, looking pretty damn impressive, but coming off a loss. Then again, two straight losses for uh, Western Michigan. I'm going to, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to yep, take the points. I'm with I think 17 is too many. Yep. Uh, Baylor, the Baylor bears are heading to Cincinnati, Ohio for the first time ever. All right. You got two, two coaches that have underperformed. Well, I don't know. Cincinnati's kind of where I thought they'd be, but you know, somewhere in there, somewhere in there. Maybe I thought they'd have one more. It's win. hard. It's hard watching them right now. Since he is laying four points, give me the points and David Randa, but I don't feel great about it. NC Nick, what are you doing here at uh, Nippert? Yeah. Now that it's over a field goal now, cause it, it opened at two and a half. Now it's minus three and a half. This is the big 12 version of Boston college, Georgia tech. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to take the points again. Yeah. Except Cincinnati was in the CFP. I mean, yeah, I've also lost four straight, including in, including the uh, Mac school, like Georgia Tech does. True, but they did beat Pitt. <laughs> All right, they did beat Pitt. All right, uh, uh, look at the risk of making you know a mistake again. Right now, <laughs> I want Satterfield fired. I don't think he's a very good coach. I think he might get them to eight wins year in year out at best, but that's not what this program should be getting. Um, Baylor has played some bad football this year. Baylor is not that good. Cincinnati has played bad football for four straight weeks. And I would have thought coming off of three straight losses and a bye week, they would have at least been sharp against Iowa state at home, but they looked like ass sauce. So I'm just going to assume that the pressure is so freaking high on Satterfield and the players that they figure it out this week and get it done. But if they, if they take a loss, I'm out. I want him fired mid-season year one. So who are you, are you getting nervous about your your um your lock battle with me with their season win total? Because at first I was nervous. After that pit win, I was like, oh shit, Sensi might actually be better than I thought. And then they kind of hung with Oklahoma. But now it now ha- has the uh, tide turned. Well, they should have beaten a little nervous. They should have beaten BYU. They made Dude, a shit I ton of it. The Oklahoma game. They I thought right? they should have covered. They should have been four and yeah. one. They should have been four and one. They outgained uh, uh, Miami, Ohio, and BYU by 180 and 200 yards, respectively. Those are the two worst fuck ups of the entire season, statistically, but they did it, right? And then they shat the bed well, against Louisville. Iowa definitely State. outgained uh, Pitt by over 200 yards last really? week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, look, Baylor has had a lot of trash performances. I think, you know, the I- irony here is. The the wins on their schedule are their worst performances, you know. <laughs> beating LIU by uh, twenty three, Long Island, the fucking shocks, yeah. embarrassing, right? Yeah. And then even their one point win against UCF, they had to come back from. Well, you got to give them credit for coming back, but I feel like it was complete bullshit. They got dominated for like three quarters and then had a magical fourth quarter. Uh, they suck. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Cincy one more time, but it, Scott Satterfield, Emory Jones, if you fuck me again, I'm I'm out I'm out for the year. Uh, You're on auto fade. All right, next up we're going to Bloomington, Indiana, baby, where I have a chance to shut up some people. You know, I, my over ticket on Rutgers already cashed, but I called for them to make a bowl game, and I have a specific DM that I'm waiting to answer, where someone calls me a fucking idiot. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic email, right? We welcome or, that. or DM. Yeah, we do welcome that. Uh, and uh, you know, if, if, this is the game. This is, if it doesn't happen here, it ain't happening. All right. Because, because it gets a little dicey in, uh, <laughs> in, in November, maybe, maybe Maryland they can get, but that's a very winnable game, Yeah, but this is it right here. Tom Allen raw, raw, raw. All right. Rutgers is laying five. I know my NC Nick will say this is going to be a, you know, and he's right. This one might be a hard watch. All right. <laughs> this might be a hard watch. I mean, I won't but, be tuning in. Yeah. I mean, they were like a hobo on a ham sandwich. They were going hard. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is an ugly one. <laughs> I'm laying the five with Rutgers. I know that wow. sounds insane. 
You were the one giving us shit for laying about the same number last week against Michigan State. And sure enough, Rutgers comes back and wins, but they don't cover. Of course. But I this was one, about to say you're a smart man, and, and I was wrong last week, and that's why I'm on Indiana and the points this week. Nope. Rutgers smells the bowl game, dude. They smell it. It's in the air. All right. We lay the five. Homecoming in Bloomington. Look, I, we just might win. Do I got to remind you what happened last year? Rutgers twenty-four, Hoosiers seventeen. That was a worse Rutgers team. Let me ask you this: this, this is the the key data point that I think sways my decision on this. That was the, at Rutgers. Sorry, yeah, d- uh, uh, tough place to play in uh, in Piscataway. Okay, a Hornets nest that is <laughs> Piscataway. Now we're in Bloomington, different set of circumstances. No, what I want to <laughs> say is this: the Louisville game. In Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, they were down twenty-one nothing, and they fought hard for Tom. And then they fought hard and made it twenty-one fourteen. Do you take that to be Louisville being conservative and letting them get a couple points, and you know, or do you think that was them being a good enough team to hang within seven? Uh, points I think of- a good enough team, but I also thought like Brahms teams were going to get better each week. I know you could say, well, they just lost the pit, but they did outgame pit by like two hundred and fifty yards. But you know, we caught that. Well, you knew Pitt was going to beat them, right? Yeah. Well, when you look at Rutgers, right? I guess the Northwestern win is a little impressive. Beating Temple means nothing. Virginia Tech win a little bit impressive, but getting their ass kicked by Michigan, losing bad against Wisconsin. That, I don't know if that was bad. bad but Eleven points, but on the road, that's that's I guess one pick six, ninety nine yard return. This is a tough game to pick. Yeah. This is a tough game to pick. This is definitely the best game to take a nap to. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, 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 you know, wait, 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 over Boston college, Georgia tech, Boston college, Georgia tech has an over under of 60 Rutgers, Indiana has an over under of 40. So but at least the winning, if Rutgers wins, they're going bowling. I mean, Boston college, Georgia tech, this might be a battle of uh, four win teams here. And what, what I want to see the list of uh, Indiana or Rutgers seasons lately, but I feel like this a bowling season for them represents uh, <laughs> Greg Schiano doing what he was asked to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, can go. we just can we jettison these two teams to the Big Ten West? <laughs> yeah. Can the Big Ten they, East just they, be Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State? <laughs> they don't want a piece. They don't want a piece of uh, of my Iowa Hawkeyes. All right, but the most interesting team in football. Oh, right that now. game would be five to three every yeah. time, and Iowa would dominate that game. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Before we get to the next game, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having at that very event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create that account, use that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create that account, redeem that code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Uh, download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we are back on the college football experience as right now. It was great to see New Mexico State and Diego pissing Pavia go all the way down the field. <laughs> and piss all over the miners to a seven nothing lead. As meanwhile, the airport in Sam Houston are sitting there at seventeen all. Um, next up, we uh, we jump to an interesting one in the the Fun Belt Sun Belt. All right, ULM. Oh, it was heartbreaking. See Nick last week. ULM probably should have beat Texas State. Yep. Uh, a, just a, a tough a tough uh, clip called on the ULM wideout. Uh, they were in field goal range to win the game. Questionable, questionable call. Um, this series dates back to 1987, but Georgia Southern does have a four game lead. The line is 16 and a half. Ridiculous, ridiculous, but I don't know. ULM. Didn't they get their ass whooped one of these weeks where I took them? They're a hard South team. Alabama beat them 55, seven. 
South Alabama looks like uh, they've really fixed some things recently as they dominate. I, yeah. I told you about that last night. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'll take the points, but I don't feel good about it. What are you doing here? NC Nick? I don't feel great about it either, but I'm going to take the points also. I, I think ULM, you know, they slowed down that, that, you know, the nice passing attack of Texas state enough to, to be in the ball game to have a chance at winning. So even though this is, this will be the second of back-to-back aways, I think they can slow down the Georgia Southern passing attack enough to, to, to cover the points as well. Patty C what are you doing here? Georgia Southern number 10 in the nation and passing yards per game. Uh, meanwhile, ULM, if I have this uh, pulled up number 121 in passing defense yardage allowed per game. So it is pretty remarkable that they were able to hold up uh, and make stops previously, but uh, I think it is too many points. 17, maybe Georgia Southern though, a little embarrassed about last week against the great Dukes. Uh, maybe they bounce back at home and make a statement, but still ULM underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That game's hard to get a read on, but uh, let's talk about this one. You guys catch Biff Posey's comments <laughs> about, uh, about sub dogs, about sub dogs and about ECU having great fans and I did great not football tradition. Really trying to butter them up. Yeah, they asked if it's a rivalry, and he goes, "Look, ECU's been a really good program for a long time. We can't just say this is a rivalry. This is the first ever matchup by the two. And he goes, "I hope to make this a rivalry." But he says the ECU fans are phenomenal. The the game day atmosphere is he phenomenal. He smells Mike Houston's right? hot seat. Yeah, and he knows he's a natural <laughs> fit. Yeah, yeah. in oh, Greenville. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, this line was at eight. It's now at six and a half. ECU's laying six and a half against against Biff Pogey. <laughs> Give me Charlotte in the points. Fuck Mike Houston. Colby oh, one one through ten. Hey, yeah, g- give, us, know. give us that number. He's gone. He's out. He's gone. One, like this is year one, five. This zero? is year five. Yeah, get him out. He's gone. Zero. Ooh, He's gone. Now man. I'll say this. I'll say this. We're one and five. If he can go, if he can go, uh, if he can go five and one in the remaining games, what makes you think they can do turn no, turn, I know turn they a can. dime like that? That's why I'm saying he's gone. I mean, sure they can win this game, but the other games are too brutal, and uh, you can't have this in year five. The transfer portal is available to everybody. Well, ECU you wins seventeen fourteen, but Charlotte covers <laughs> the six and a half. It, I'm, if, taking, I'm taking the points too. If they were to go bowling, if they were to go bowling, would you be back on Houston or is it already over? No, he can extend. Yeah, we would give him a, a, next year. Would be we, we extend him one more year. But in order to go bowling, they'd have to beat either. Well, they have to win what five of their last six, which yeah. includes either at UTSA or against Tulane at home. At, They'll lose on. Tulane. They beat Tulane at home last they're time. They're not going five and one. They're they're a one and five team right now. UTSA yeah. is three and three. What? Those losses were without that Frank was Harris. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they're count. a better team. Yeah, okay. It's probably unlikely. They probably don't go. Get him out of there. Rich unlikely. R- Rich Rod to ECU. Very unlikely. Rich Rod to ECU. It's already the talk is our. Look, I'm part of these these, these chat forums <laughs> online. Look, all right. Finally coming around on old Rich Rod. Get Rich Rod. Get somebody I can coach. <laughs> I mean, I think Rich Rod, especially the way that the six and one Jacksonville State. I mean, he might have his his uh, sights set a little bit higher. Than Greenville, nah. I don't know how much he's got he's a scandal. Get, he's got a scandal in his past. A pretty you know big ass a long time ago. Yeah, Water yeah. under the bridge. So I'm saying, come to ECU. We're okay with scandals. Vince McMahon went to ECU. Come on, we're good. Who, who's right? not banging their staffer? Give me an estimate of how many head coaches in college football are banging one of their staffers right now. Got to be ten to fifteen percent. Well, Mel Tucker's no longer employed, yeah. <laughs> and they tried to create one. They they tried to make one with Brian Harson. <laughs> Bastards! This guy's this guy's living an honest life. That was the problem. You can't be an SEC coach that's honest. Really you know yeah. I mean? face is just yeah. an assistant coach now, so he doesn't yeah. count because he's probably yeah. banging somebody. <laughs> Can we set odds? Who do we think? Let's talk about this first. You freeze. Well, yeah. that, that's a guarantee. That's yeah. already happened. Um, and he's probably still doing it. Sarkeesian's <laughs> gone dry. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Tom Herman was at the strip club all the time. He was definitely doing it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see th- I'm, I'm on board with Tommy Herman. Uh, I think, you know, who else? 
Who else is an under Biff Pogey? <laughs> Biff Pogey has scattered ass. He's got all his own jet. Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah, dude. Lick and Riley goes from like a desert of hot chicks in Oklahoma to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it must, it'd be tough to turn down some of that. Sure, yeah. he's got that big ass mansion there in the Palisades, yeah. looking over the sunsets. Oh. You know, <laughs> Lincoln Riley is doing he, some. He was at ECU. He remembers. He remembers those days. Lincoln, Ri- Lincoln Riley might be on Epstein Island. <laughs> he he's got that kind of yeah, flavor. Look, Lincoln Riley, when he was at ECU, whew, he was going through it. Those lyrics his, are perfect. His, yeah. His teams might be soft, but his never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, this is fun. This is fun. Uh all right, look. Before we uh, go to the B side, we got a banger going on in Ohio. One that Patty C will be watching. This series dates back to nineteen forty one. Akron. I won't be watching this. At bowling green. <laughs> Bowling Green Falcons flush the toilet on the Yellow Jackets. Meanwhile, the Zips are one and six, and I'm going to lose a bunch of money on them <laughs> unless they win this game at the Doit. Nobody walks into the Doit and gets a dub except for the Zips. Give me the seven and a half and the Zips on the road at Bowling Green. NC Nick, what are you doing here? I'm with you. Even though Bowling Green is is a hard team to get a read on, <laughs> they're like you know up one week down the next, and uh, they were up last week, so. Maybe there is their turn to go down here. So uh, yeah, give me Akron. Uh ridiculous. Akron. We all bought into Joe Moorhead. You know the hype, dude. A couple years they back, they should have should be better than like they they lost they lost the Temple game. They were up the whole game. They they should have beat Indiana. They missed a field goal. They should have beat uh, who was it Buffalo. The, the Irons gets knocked out of the fucking game. I mean, this has been a tough two years betting on Akron. Last year, I ended up pushing, and I got very lucky to push because that that game got canceled against Buffalo. But man, Patty, you know why we were kind of buying in? Because who was selling it? Who was Ooh, selling it? Wait, Dundee? Dundee was selling it big time. He yeah. kinda, I think I think he kind of swayed us a little wait, bit. Wait, I wait, mean, wait! You're telling it me made sense? Moorhead was a good coach. It, it sounded like a great what do you hire. Mean? You win this, you're good. More, Dundee good. wasn't the only one selling Moorhead. Moorhead was a hot name and it was a shock. He was being considered for power five jobs. Wait, wait. Last year we didn't lose any money. That thing pushed. All right. <laughs> this year it's been tougher. You win this bowling green game cash. Next week is Kent state cash. They did right? go four overtimes with Indiana and saying. overtime with Buffalo and they lost both. Uh, they're averaging. It should have been temple week one. They blew like a fucking 14 point five lead. overtimes in seven games. It's almost an overtime per game. Uh, it, and a lot of close games. Bowling Green, though, their loss is pretty understandable. Close, 10 point loss at Liberty, 25 point loss at Michigan. Granted, every team has a 25 point loss at Michigan. <laughs> uh, a loss against Ohio, and then at Miami of Ohio, who's also pretty good. Those are good losses for Bowling Green. The hook is a little scary. However, I am buying in Leffler? to Leffler. Go, you go. <laughs> Patty uh, sees I'm going to regret saying that, aren't I? No, can we clip that? Can we clip that? All right, uh, look, folks. Before we get to uh, look, we this is the end of side A. So if you're watching on YouTube, stay tuned. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Uh, but just hang tight. If uh, you know, as we switch over to the B side. 